There are too many insanely creative humans that are holding themselves back. So many of us have stopped ourselves from stepping into who we truly can and should be. The Creative Commute is here to inspire you to become the very best version of yourself, to stop worrying so damn much, and to shed the fear and judgment that hold you back, revealing the creative, glittery unicorn person you were born to be. Let's get started. Hey, creators. It is spooky season, and I absolutely cannot get through holiday time without talking to you about one of my personal favorite topics, fear. I have a really interesting and complex relationship with fear, as I'm sure you do too. And if you've listened to any of my episodes, you have heard me say the quote that sits here on my desk with me all day, every day, everything you want in life is on the other side of fear. I truly believe this. I also believe that particularly as creative beings, fear can hold us hostage. It can unwittingly ghost our own creative and any of our aspirations. So today, I invite you to grab your favorite holiday treat, grab something pumpkin-y, <laughs> and sit down to listen to this episode about fear. I really hope to shine a light on some of the mental goblins that could be holding you back from creating the life that you really dream of. Because you guys, we all deserve, we all deserve our hopes and dreams. You deserve whatever it is that is on your heart. Whatever it is that you want, you 100% deserve to have it. And unfortunately, you could be stopping yourself without even realizing it. And fear is one of those things that can stop us. And if we don't take the time to sit down and recognize and to think about the things that we are fearful of, they can just keep ruling our lives. So today I'm going to give you a couple of helpful ways to look at fear that can hopefully help you move forward on some of the things. So keep in mind today, today to begin, I really want you to think about what is one thing that you really want to achieve? What is something that you want in life? This can be a big, huge thing. This can be a little tiny thing. Whatever it is, it's probably big to you. So it could be, I don't know, living on an island. It could be owning a huge house. It could be having a happy marriage. It could be having a wonderful relationship with your father. Whatever that thing is, whatever you want it to be, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind the whole time that we're talking throughout this episode. So fear is a thing that every human experiences. It's entirely natural. (laughs) And if it's not natural to you, if you don't feel fear, then you might want to check if you're a zombie. Because last time I checked, zombies are the human beings (laughs) of sorts that don't experience fear. You know, fear is just there to tell us, hey, bro, there's danger lurking. Whether that danger is physical or psychological, It's just there to signal to us. But what we don't realize is that some of those dangers that we are fearing are entirely imagined. Sometimes we have made them up in our own minds. Okay, not always. I mean, if you're wandering alone in a forest where there are known bears, that is a very real fear. That's legit. (laughs) In fact, last night I had a dream 
that my husband, Joey, was asleep on a couch in a ravine in Oklahoma, don't ask, (laughs) and a cheetah that was owned by a homeless man who was living under a bridge, this cheetah walked up to Joey and began sniffing his head while Joey was asleep. Now, that was legitimately scary to me in my dream, though I don't even know where to begin in assessing the far reaches of my mind from whence this dream came. But that a cheetah sniffing your husband's head is scary. (laughs) Back to fear. It is a survival mechanism. We perceive a threat and our bodies react. Your mouth dries. Your heart starts to pound. You sweat. Your body surges adrenaline and maybe you even begin to shake. The old fight or flight. This is real. This is what our bodies do. When I saw the cheetah sniffing Joey's sleeping head, I actually did neither. I sat there frozen on my own couch. I don't know why we were sleeping on two separate couches in this ravine, but that was my dream. Anyway, that's our body's biochemical response to fear. We see something scary, our bodies react. But there's also an emotional reaction to fear that we have. What's interesting with fear-based emotional reactions is that you and I might actually see the same danger and react completely differently depending on who we are and our own experiences, you could have a different, a completely different emotional reaction to the same danger that I do, which begs a question. (laughs) Are you a thrill seeker or a thrill avoider? Neither is wrong. In fact, I am only curious because I just like to know whether somebody is a thrill seeker or not. Neither is wrong, but when used unresourcefully, they can both be dangerous to your physical and emotional health. Because if you're a fear avoider, You could be keeping yourself very, very small and never stretching outside of the boundaries of fear. However, (laughs) take me for example, I'm a thrill seeker. I love scary movies. If you know anything about me, I'm all about jumping off of cliffs and out of airplanes, pushing my limits with idiotic things like running a marathon. You know, these are dangerous things, but you know, also generally considered pretty safe. However, my thrill-seeking often actually becomes very unresourceful for me when I push myself to the limit with lack of sleep or overworking or just going too damn hard at every little thing until I collapse into a heap. Can you relate to this, thrill-seekers? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I know, whoever you are, if you're not a zombie, (laughs) you can relate to fear. Because again, we all experience this emotion. Today, I actually want to tell you some really, really positive things about fear, because although I am a thrill seeker, I'm also a person who lets fear rule many corners of my life. In the past few years, shoot, in the past seven months or so, I have overcome many of those fears, and I really want to help you to break it down in this way too, because you have to break it down in order to overcome it. So back to that thing that you really want to achieve. Keep that in mind when we start to talk about the fears that we break down. So think about the thing that you want to achieve, whatever it is. Now think about what's holding you back. What's something that scares you about achieving that thing that you really want? What is one? There might be a lot of things, but think about one little thing, whatever it is. Okay, we're going to use the skydiving metaphor because it's an easy one to jump to. (laughs) Fun totally intended there. Does it scare you or does it thrill you? Even if you're thrilled, surely something feels a bit dangerous about it. You're scared of it, right? But what are you scared of exactly? Pinpoint 
the thing that makes it scary. So whatever this thing is that you want to achieve, whatever that fear that you have, pinpoint exactly what it is that you are scared of. For example, with skydiving, is it the actual jump? Is it the jumping out of the plane? Or is it the time leading up to the jump? Is it like strapping yourself onto another human being, going up in that airplane, all the anticipation? Or is it the moment right before you jump? Or is it the parachute not opening up? Is that what you're scared of? Or is it the landing? Are you afraid you're going to break your leg? Break it down into what exactly about the fear that you have is really scary to you. The more specific you can get, the better. And let's actually even take a more mundane example, posting something vulnerable on social media. What are you afraid of with that? Are you afraid of the judgment of other people? Are you afraid of writing it exactly perfectly and getting your point across? If it is the judgment of other people, that's often what stops us from things like this, from sharing something real and raw and open that could really honestly help another human being. We stop ourselves from doing it because we're scared of the judgment. Okay. If it's scared of judgment, who, who exactly is it? Who are the people you are scared of judging you? Like exactly. Because I bet you anything, it's like two to three people. It's probably, and I want you to name those people. Who are the people that you are genuinely afraid of will judge you when they read your social post? Name those people. And that is really important because then you can start to think about, okay, would these people honestly judge me? Does it really matter? You know, those two people probably wouldn't even give your post the time of day anyway, because they are so caught up in their own bull crap, the same fears that are going on in your mind about the people who might be judging their social media posts. We're all doing this all the time. And it's so ridiculously silly. I could go on and on about it. We, we think so much about the couple people, the two or three people who are going to be judging the things that we're putting out there and the things that we're doing. And those people aren't giving you the time of day. And if they are, and they're judging you and they're being so crappy. Like what? Why do you care about them? It's insane. I digress. I digress. (laughs) What we're talking about is really understanding the actual ins and outs of the fear that you have. And now I want to tell you something that was mind blowing for me. Fear is a sign of something good. It is a sign. I swear to you, it is a sign that something good is on the horizon, almost always. Unless, you know, the whole cheetah licking your head thing. (laughs) Was it licking or sniffing his head? I don't remember. (laughs) You know, I don't love the metaphor of looking at fear as an enemy to overcome or to slay. I like to think of fear as a friend and actually an annoying friend. (laughs) That annoying friend who keeps popping up whenever anything good is about to happen and is like, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. You have to recognize that this friend is there because it wants what's best for you. And what that friend thinks is best for you is keeping you inside your lines, keeping you inside the careful box that has been built for you this box that has been created from years and years of familial obligation, of social guides, that is what is keeping you in this little box. And your friend, your friend is there to just say, hey, I think you're about to step outside your box. When you look at it that way, when fear creeps up, you no longer have to be afraid 
It's simply a signal. It's just a signal. And now you can be curious. So that's step two. Be curious about your fears. When you notice that a fear is coming up, ask yourself a few questions. Why is it here? Why is it here? So think about that thing you want to achieve and the fear that you've identified. Why is it here? What is it trying to tell you? What does it want you to stay comfortable in? Remember that fear is a guide. It's a friend. It's there to tell you where your box is. But you, you, my friend, are the boss who can decide to step outside of the box. So step one was really understanding your fear. Step two, be curious about the fear. Ask it a lot of questions. Figure out exactly what it's trying to tell you. Step three, be the boss. Decide to act. Legit. You get to decide how to act based on the fear that's presented to you. I'm going to give an example of the first time that I went live on Facebook on March 16th, the first day that I started the creative commute. I was terrified. I was so scared of hitting that live button. I stopped and I thought to myself, why am I scared? And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm nervous. I've never done this before. I'm nervous. What might people think? This is very weird for me. And my own husband was saying, what are you, how are you going to do this? Like that was very outside of my box that I have created for myself. But I stopped and I thought, I thought, okay, the fear that I have is because I'm worried about the judgment of others, mostly. That's mostly where that fear was coming from. But I also thought, what do I want? What do I want to achieve? And what I wanted was to provide some kind of positivity and some kind of peace in a time when it was out of control. And I needed that for myself. And I knew that others needed that too. And I wanted that. I wanted that peace. I wanted that calm. I wanted to provide something to the world that could help others. And that ultimately, when I identified, okay, the fear is this judgment of others. And yes, it makes me really nervous. And I know that it's popping up, but here's where I want to get. And when I really examined that, I decided that it was worth it. It was worth it for me to do the scary thing. And there really wasn't anything when you look at it, I'm like, the judgment of others isn't going to hurt me. It's not going to hurt me. It's I'm just going to try it. And so I did. And you know, we can do that and we can examine that with any fear. We are in the driver's seat. With the knowledge of exactly what you're scared of and being able to ask it some questions and to figure out exactly what is kind of freaking you out, with that knowledge, you can understand how you're reacting, why you're reacting that way, ask the fear some questions, and then move forward. I know it sounds very, very simple, and I could go on for episodes and episodes about fear. And it's going to come up in lots of podcasts because it's a big sticking point for me. It's wrapped up in so many of my own emotions and my own behaviors. And I know that you all experience it too, because we're all humans, not zombies, <laughs> even though it's Halloween. <laughs> so today, this three-step plan, always keep that in mind whenever a fear crops up. Let's change your relationship with fear using these three steps. Think about that fear. Think about the thing that you want to achieve that we identified at the beginning of the podcast and think about the fear that popped up. Understand that fear. Really break it down and then be curious about the fear. Why is it popping up? What does it want? What does it want to keep me in? 
Number three, decide how you want to respond to that fear. And then you can start taking action steps in order to get closer to the thing that you desire. You know, fear does not get to guide you anymore. No siree, not on my watch. This Halloween, let's take a vow to ourselves to look at our own fear. Maybe it's just one. Maybe it's just one fear. Maybe it's the one that we've identified today. Examine it, whatever that thing is. Maybe it's trying a new workout like running or bar class or spinning. Maybe your ultimate goal is to be healthier. Maybe it's to be a spin master. Do they call themselves spin masters? I'm not an expert at spinning. (laughs) Maybe it's something crazy like skydiving. Maybe it's just having a conversation with your boss. Or maybe it's having a conversation with your spouse about something that's really on your heart. You know, sometimes those can be the scariest conversations of all. But think about what could be on the other side of having that conversation. So identify that fear today and look at that fear and take these three steps with it and see what that does for you. See if you can change your relationship with that particular fear. Just remember that fear has two meanings. Forget everything and run or forget everything and rise. Which one are you going to pick? I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you took something away for how you can shift your personal relationship with some of the fears that might be holding your dreams and aspirations hostage. If you got something out of this episode or out of any of my podcast episodes, I ask that you please go to iTunes right now (laughs) and leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. Also subscribe and share the episode with a friend who could use a little relationship update with fear. I can't wait for next week's episode, which will feature two chicks and a horror flick. That is a real podcast and they are hilarious. It's going to be so good. So until then, keep shining your light for others who might be afraid to step into their own. I'll see you next time.